Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hi, Podcast. My name is Mark, and that voice you just heard is Miles. Hello, Miles. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi. And we are also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hi. Jackie, how are you? I've been better. Jackie's a little bit sick. I have a migraine. And she's going to try to stick out the podcast recording, but let it be known, I am not forcing her. <laughs> she is free at any time I to always, go lay down. I always push myself. I'm always like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm better than I was earlier, though. Before I was like, ow. And now I'm just like, yeah. ow. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll turn off the compression so people can hear the actual volume differences. <laughs> Uh, we are a podcast that talks about migraine headaches. That's right. We are a podcast. We are a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime uh, from David Production that started in 2012, and we've covered all of it. You can hear all of our episodes in our archive on whatever podcast catcher you use. Uh, they go in a weird order. They start with part four. I don't have to explain anything. I don't have time to. Uh, but we are in the middle of a hiatus of Jojo-ness. Not our own hiatus, mind you. But part six is the current anime adaptation going on, and uh, it is not going to come back until the fall of this year. So in the meantime, we've been watching other anime that uh, we've wanted to see for a while, or our patrons have sponsored us to watch, or people have just recommended us to watch. And this week, we are going to be talking about Samurai Champloo, or Samurai Shampoo, however you want to say it. Or Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shamwow. The 2004 anime from Cowboy Bebop director Shinichiro Watanabe. The director? Yeah. Oh. And uh, also Macross Plus and uh, a bunch of other stuff. But before we get into all of those details and history, we need to first take a stop in our talker's tea house that was pretty fast good right? it was good yeah that was good yeah this is the place we go to read emails sent to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com this email is from katie who says hi jgb pod hi thanks hi. for watching samurai shampoo what if i every email I yeah you sarcastic. should <laughs> i was thinking you should stop you should not do that <laughs> You're doing God's work by spreading the gospel of Shinichiro Watanabe. While set in a completely different environment than his most widely known work, Cowboy Bebop, I appreciate how the two shows share the same vibe. It reminds me of staying up late on a Saturday night to watch anime before the era of streaming services. Shout out to Adult Swim! Oh yeah. If anyone hasn't seen the series and is interested in an episode that stands on its own after watching the first three, I recommend number 11, Gamblers and Gallantry. There's a lovely outro where the song Counting Stars by Nujabes Nujabes. Nujabes plays. It makes me appreciate the beauty of anime as a storytelling medium, so I don't believe the episode would have, would have the same impact if it were live action. Speaking of Nujabes and Uyama Hiroto plushing O2 by extension. This show is what opened my eyes to the world of lo-fi slash down-tempo. I grew up primarily with exposure to rock music and alt slash new metal, and never took the time to appreciate genres beyond that. I'm thankful for Watanabe and Nujabes for broadening my horizon, and I think they had that impact on many other people as well. 
Do you all have an anime or musical artist that, quote, opened your eyes, end quote, to different slash new experiences? Best regards, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people would credit Nujabe's Rest in Peace as having, like, sort of given lo-fi music its popularity in our modern era, you know, like... There would be no YouTube of lo-fi beats to study, relax, etc. to without Samurai Champloo's soundtrack. Is lo-fi... What is... Define lo-fi for me. So lo-fi is... Because short- I always thought that this show was just like hip-hop music. Well, it, or like it, modern. It is based in hip-hop. Like yeah. The, the genre. But lo-fi literally means low fidelity or low quality. Mm. I, I wouldn't really consider any of this that. I think what a lot of people are hearing is... There's like a low pass filter where everything feels kind of bassy, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the the rest of the sounds are kind of muted mm-hmm. and that kind of gives it a low quality sound maybe to some ears. So it just means stuff that's like hip hop beats that are kind of like big percussion, not but, trap. But usually not with lyrics, right? Right. A lot it's of usually... it's instrumentals. Okay. You can rap over it though. And I mean, we yeah. see that here in the, yeah, yeah. I the guess opening. both the OP and the ED. Yeah. ED is a lot of singing, but yeah. Um, yeah, and he has some some albums. I'm trying to remember what they were called. Ugh, it's something. Um, but yeah, yeah. So his his albums and this soundtrack, I think, are why Lo-Fi became so popular. It's having a bit of a renaissance now, I guess. I don't think it was consistently popular. Uh, Miles, do you have an anime or musical artist that opened your eyes to different and new experiences? Probably Cowboy Bebop and Jazz. That makes sense. Mm. Haikyuu and Volleyball. Not that I like became big into volleyball, but it's like I definitely watched more volleyball at the Summer Olympics than I would have if I wasn't a huge Haikyuu fan. Oh, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, I think Oshibudo definitely made me interested in not like idol groups in general. Like I'm not like chasing after idol groups and, you know, like getting ready to buy tickets to AKB 48 Generation a Million or whatever, but definitely like made me appreciate uh like these like smaller idol groups these like indie girls that are just like trying their best and i think it would be cool in japan to like see like a small or like indie idol concert even if like the music is kind of silly um i uh i you know it's not an anime it's said or musical experience musical artist but david bowie definitely opened my eyes to a lot of like older rock music that i don't think i would really be that open to otherwise like uh i'm still not someone who's going to like actually listen to both led zeppelin songs that come on the classic rock station here on thursdays i don't really like that but still there's there's like more classic rock that i appreciate because of listening to like bowie's whole catalog also i'm sure jojo is a thing for a lot of people right like a lot of people wouldn't know about yes or king yeah Crimson. some music artists um mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Pat Metheny group. Oh, yeah. How can you not love it? Like, I love that song now. Like, I put it on my running playlist. It feels uh, good. Last Train Home? That's right. Which is the... Do they have more than two, or was it just the second ED for Stardust Crusaders? It's great. Oh, that feels like, yeah, if you're, run, if you're like running in like a nice vista, that, that song must be amazing. You've got a mm-hmm. sunset or something. Yeah, baby. I'll never know what that feels like. <laughs> Not because I don't live anywhere pretty, but because I'm not going to run. I'll chase you. 
but I'll be sure to give you headphones. Well, you're going to have to chase me onto a fucking bus because that's what I'm getting on. <laughs> Jackie, what do you got? I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Just head empty full of pain. Yeah. The the only thing I can think of, I don't know if this counts, but um, the enigma of Amrigara Fault, when I first mm. saw, when I someone first shared that with me, I was like, whoa. And then a year later, I had a dream about it. <laughs> and I read it again. And then I just started getting into more of his work. Found a blog about horror manga and weird stuff. Weird manga. And then just got into a bunch of horror and gross stuff. Mm. And body horror. And now you're gross. And guro. And that just opened up a whole can like it like but i wouldn't know that i was interested in that stuff if i didn't follow that path you know yeah so that's cool i think that might be how i discovered junji ito i think is from that i think you showed me kago shintaro although i mm-hmm. probably knew of girl of concrete uh mm-hmm. elsewhere um also world's end harem opened my eyes to boobs i didn't know about <laughs> boobs until we watched that show that was like an interesting genre uh eva got me into depression yeah you're, you were really ahead of the curve on that to be okay. into depression before the 21st century is like pretty cool yeah uh, although we wouldn't have been watching eva before 2000 you'd have to be you have to be like a hardcore cutting edge weeb to watch eva before 2000 i think old heads let me know where you're at with that chad <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, what, is it 95? I think if it's 95 and you're like already watching anime in the 90s, maybe you're like, yeah, because it blew up. People probably did. Anyway, I also was, uh, someone recommended on Twitter the baseball episode of Samurai Champloo, uh, mm-hmm. but it was after we already decided what we were going to watch. Yeah. That's supposed to be a late episode. So yeah, apparently number 11 is good and this baseball episode, I don't remember what number it was, but yeah. This email. I fully rewatch this. Well, we could talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about you know if we uh, if we think it lives up to its its legacy and if we think it's worth a rewatch and all those things. Um, I want to read the next email because it's short. From Zendar. Yeah. That's why I was going to throw it to you because of that. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. This email is from Lord Zendar. The subject line is Harpy Easter. Harpy Easter. We talked about Harpy's la- Harpy's last episode. You'll see. Right? You'll see. Okay. How do you? Howdy, JJB Pod. I couldn't help but notice a brief reference to Sirius Sam in the last pod when Mark was struggling to recall to recall whether or not harpies had breasts. As a serious fellow myself, I recall that one of the franchise's four releases contained breasts flat out, while the other three titles implied their existence. Hopefully, this clears things up. Also, shame on Miles for not including SS in the weekly cultural newsletter. Uh, glad to see Samurai Champloo being covered this week. Uh, the episodes are very hit or miss. Hopefully you were suggested good ones. Merry Easter. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up so horny for eggs. Wow, Mia culpa. Drop so, the ball oh, did, there. Did, wait, did I read that incorrectly? So hungry for eggs. Did I say horny? You did say horny. Hungry for eggs. Whoa. That makes more sense. It does make more sense. I also almost read, because like, I'm not feeling, gr- I'm going to just blame it on that. I'm also kind of tired, but I almost read uh, titties instead of titles. So, 
but I didn't. That's fair. <laughs> the word breast is right above it, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about. Um, yeah, serious, serious Sam is good. It's it's a lot of the same thing, but it's it's good if you know what you want. This last email is from Chad. Subject line is a delicious Okinawan stew. Okinawan stew. All right. Aloha JJB Pod Ohana. I remember first watching Samurai Champloo way back when they aired the dub on Adult Swim in 2006. Sadly, I didn't give the show a real chance at the time because of how similar and how different it was to Cowboy Bebop. Rewatching it now, I feel like I can appreciate those same things that originally turned me off. Here are some voice connections. Here are some voice connections. Connections. Is your headache like, is it being trans? I, I don't, don't know. know. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Wild style Ryukyu swordsman Mugen doesn't have a JoJo connection, but does share his voice actor with another well-known anime swordsman. Rodonoa Zoro from One Piece. Woman on a Mission Who shares her voice actor with none other than the TV version of Jonathan's number one gal and Joseph's favorite grandma, Erina Joestar or Erina Pendleton. She also shares her voice actor with transfer student Aimu Osaka Kasuga from Azumanga Daio and Saber from the Fate series. Daigoro, the merchant with the bad gambling habit from episode 3, whose daughter has to pay off his debts, shares his voice actor with part 4, Josuke's late grandfather. I hope everyone is well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I'm writing you this email on Easter Sunday, which happens to be my 41st birthday. I got to sleep in until noon. What's something you've enjoyed being able to do on your birthday? Wow, he is not risen until Happy then. birthday. Uh, pretty good, Miles. Is it your birthday already, Chad? I feel like we just said happy birthday to you, but I guess... I the, don't think that. I guess the year just flies by. Happy birthday, Chad. <laughs> we, we definitely said happy birthday happy to birthday, Chad, Chad last year. <laughs> 41 is the age I used to tell people I was when I was like 26 and meeting people at my job for the first time. Eventually, they'd be like, how old are you? And I would just say, I'm 41. Just to Did it backfire because everyone were like, was like, no, you're oh, not. you look older. No, that never happened. But uh, it, when I was like 32 or 31 at a new job, someone was like, oh, well, you look really good for 41. And then yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that's not the reaction I was looking for. Now you have to say 51. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think on my birthday, I could just I just like opening Facebook and being like, oh, this person still knows who I am. You know, this person maybe gave a glancing thought of me, a glancing, a glancing fuck about me. So that's nice. I don't know. What else can you do on your birthday? I like when my, the only time my cousin texts me is on my birthday because we share the same birthday. Wait, one, really? One, one of my cousins. Yeah. Luisito. Oh. We have the same birthday. So uh, he says, happy birthday to me. And I say, happy birthday to you, too. <laughs> I get texts from Jerry Seinfeld and Andre Agassi the same way. We all have the wow. same birthday. So okay. we're always texting. And sometimes his mom texts me. Too, or uh, She doesn't text me. No, she's an old ass woman. Um, she'll, she'll call me and my grandma will call me. And it's nice. When, That's nice. When old people call me in Spanish. <laughs> Miles. Uh, sometimes I get to vote on my birthday. Hmm boring that's not yeah. fun my birthday's on uh lands on labor day sometimes so that's nice i get a free day off oh yeah oh yeah take a day off on your birthday anyway because i do L lately i take the week off for the past couple of years <laughs> i've taken the week off that's crazy <laughs> i'm taking i'm taking the day off this uh this time around i've i've taken mark's 
birthday off this year. <laughs> yeah, we don't know I'll what we're going to do. Mark's birthday off. Yeah, come come to uh come to New York. Let's go to a fucking uh fucking aquarium. Uh okay. Mark loves animals. I do love animals. So on his birthday we go see animals. <laughs> For, well, maybe I hate animals. I like seeing them in captivity. Oh. I go to the zoo and I just laugh at them. Oh, that sucks. Well, do what you got to do to be happy. It is your birthday though, so. Yep. You got to deal with it, happy animals. Happy birthday, Chad. I hope you had uh, a good birthday. Yeah, I hope you did something you like. And I hope people were nice to you. <laughs> yeah, I hope people were nice to you too. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? Today's a Jesus day, but I am thinking about you too. Anyway, wasn't the best dismount. <laughs> also, folks, we have a Patreon. That's right, we're a podcast. So of course, we, you gotta have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. That gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes any extra content like blogs about what other anime we're watching or missing audio from the main feed, Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter, and more, maybe, theoretically. For $3 a month, you get the same thing, but also we will say thank you out loud on the podcast. Like this. Thank you. Just so you know, I don't think I, I don't know that I've ever left that in when you do that. <laughs> so thank you so much to Daniel. Droop Snoot. Dalton. Madison Joestar. Soliloquy Jackalope. Ken Baron. Kasoon. Lord Zendar. Jumbo. Katie. Bloof. Dylan. Nocturnal. Kanae. Mr. Jackpots. Caden. Austin. Tim. Tyler. Myco. Chris. And Chad. 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 The birthday boy himself. Chad. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Imagine Chad with a little birthday boy like hat. I like it. Okay. It may have happened. Okay. Who knows what kooky adventures they're on <laughs> in Hawaii. It's true. Uh... I said this in the Discord, which we, we, we have a Discord. The link is in the description. We don't have a Discord. Well, I mean, the podcast has a Discord. We didn't start it. We don't run it. The podcast has a fan Discord in which we sometimes participate in. Right. And Andre the Giant has a posse. Um, in the JoJo's Bizarre podcast Discord, I did mention the story that I have a coworker who told me that they wanted to visit Hawaii. And then take the train to Japan. Oh, yeah. You told me that. And what? Uh, I <laughs> I very quickly realized what had happened and was like, Mark, don't laugh in their face. Do not tilt your head to the side and say, what the fuck? Don't do any of those things. <laughs> and I calmly was like, oh, there's no train from Hawaii to Japan. No, you have to fly. I like Mark because Mark usually doesn't make people, unless you're like good friends or something, he usually doesn't make people feel stupid. Like I used to. You, I know, but like for a long time, you haven't done that. I, some of it's because of you, because you're honestly just like, you shouldn't do that. Don't try to make <laughs> me feel stupid. And I'm like, oh, okay. No. I get it. But I think even when I met you, I was like, this guy's so smart, but he doesn't like, he's not an asshole about it. <laughs> no, that's good. Good for you, child Mark. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you've only I didn't gotten get better. that impression. Okay. 
<laughs> well, Miles knew me when we were like fucking 10. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure I had a long way to go at that point. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, so anybody who's planning like a trip uh, around the Pacific, you should think about flights. Or drive. No, don't drive. You can't drive to Hawaii or from Hawaii. You can, the plane is the, is the thing. What if you like set up your car to float all the way to Japan? What is this, Oregon Trail? You can't yes. do that. <laughs> no. There's a ramp in California. It's a sick ramp. I get the feeling the end of that jump would not be comfortable. I don't know what it is. Why don't they build a train from Hawaii to Japan? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just what's scientifically possible and stuff. Um. I was like, yeah, if, if there were a train, it would be like the greatest engineering feat in the history of mankind. I don't know if I said all that, but I thought it. You know what I never used to be able to believe, though, was the transatlantic cable that to communicate from Europe to America, we just threw a fucking cable into the ocean, just like a big landline. That shit is real. Anyway. They, should have just, they could just hollow it out and you could walk through it. Um. Well, you would need like I think you need like oxygen and stuff and lights. No. And like security. I just tried to look up driving directions from Hawaii to Japan. It said, sorry, we could not calculate. Mm. Stupid Google. Well, I think what happened was, was they just like at a cursory level, just typed like train, not knowing how far apart they are. And then Google is like, okay, take a train to an airport and then fly and then take a train. <laughs> like it, it, you know, it kind of, <laughs> it doesn't very obviously in the summary say that doesn't work. I swear it used to be like if you tried to walk across the ocean, like when Google Maps was new or MapQuest, maybe MapQuest still does this. It's It like walks you to the coast and then says, get on a boat. <laughs> and then it like has a little guy paddling. <laughs> <laughs> How cute. Anyway, are you guys ready to talk about Samurai Shampoo and Conditioner? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So right off the bat, let's get something straight. Shampoo is like a sort of stylized romanization of champuru. Champru. Because okay. I was about to ask, what the hell does champu mean? Champru is a an Okinawan term uh, and a stir-fry dish. Okay. Uh, Okinawa is the southern part of Japan where there's a bunch of little islands. Um, and uh, it's part of like when, uh, when, what's his name? When Mugen says he's from the Ryukyu area, that, in, that includes Okinawa. So there's a bunch of those southern you know, surfer Japanese vibes going on here. Uh, so it just kind of means like a mix. And so I guess in this case, it's like it's a mix of different stories and it's also a mix of hip hop with Edo period uh, samurai type storytelling. And apparently Champru even comes from Shampur, which is a Malaysian or Indonesian word. If you wanted to know that back all that way, I can't go any further than that. I, I, I could, but I did not. I thought that would be boring. But now you know everything I know. Uh, so this is a spring, I believe, 2004 anime. Yeah, spring 2004. Um, do you guys know what anime came out in 2004? It's not the biggest in the world, so I'll just tell you. Uh, Bush Cheney. Witch Hunter Robin. <laughs> That's right, the Bush Cheney anime uh, season two. No, uh, Monster came out. Oh, I like Monster. Or started in 2004. I want us to see Monster. Can we see Monster? For this podcast? Sure. I want Miles Patreon to is it. on hold. No. Oh. Uh, Shut it down. Also, also Gantz. Oh, Gantz. I want to see. We Did we see the anime for Gantz? 
No. You saw the show? No, the I've movie. never seen the anime for Gantz. I, I like the anime. It's good. I loved the manga that I read, the first phase of Gantz. I like the anime. But then it stops, you know, because it's like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as Berserk, which has like a super, it's like, it. the Berserk anime, the, the classic 90s one, is like, imagine if you watched JoJo and it went all the way through Hamon and then at the end there's like a kid with a stand and then it ends and they never do the rest of the anime mm. and you're like but what are what are stands what happened what, there's a giant <laughs> paradigm shift mm. uh, except Berserk is even worse than that because characters yeah stuff happens shit goes down god we're getting real classic today so yeah on, on my anime list the top three anime are in this order uh, Samurai Champloo Monster and Gantz so a real fucking powerhouse of an anime season I think mm-hmm uh, directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, who we know from Macross Plus, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Carol and Tuesday of this podcast. Uh, Miles's f- favorite, no, I don't know, Miles likes Kids on the Slope. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, it was okay. I like the beginning of it. Okay. Um, also, Space Dandy. Um, the studio, it's the first anime by studio Manglobe. I don't know why they're called Manglobe. Sounds like they're talking about testicles. Uh, <laughs> the studio actually is no more. They went bankrupt in 2015, but they also did a show called Michiko and Hachin, which is produced by Watanabe and uh, features some Brazilian style music. So if you're like, is everything Watanabe does, like, does it always have a musical theme? Yes, it always has a strong musical theme. He's a lover of music. He sure is. Uh, and so, yeah, I would say that in addition to the strong musical theme in this show, you know it's Watanabe because there's a bunch of like text, a cool English text interstitials, you know, like music uh, text just pops up. Uh, there's a scruffy protagonist criminal. It's a bunch of people who are broke. Mm. Uh, and it's just cool. They're kind of the aesthetic is all cool. Criminals who are who have hearts of gold. Kind of. I don't think we've seen that yet. We've mostly just seen criminals being dicks. They just need money. Um. Yeah. Oh, also, I want to point out that in uh, episode three, the one Yakuza leader had like a familiar voice to me. And I was like, I just know I know this fucking guy. And he's Gendo from uh, Evangelion. Mm. I think he's the one in purple. I don't remember who's who. Okay. Anyway, also just want to say that usually I think the OP is better than the ED in terms of anime. Whereas in this show, I think that is completely untrue. And I think the gulf of quality between the opening song versus the ending song is like so vast. The, oh, I, you like the ending song more? Oh, yeah. The opening oh, I song, really I, like the OP. I remember the opening song differently for some reason. It just, in my head, it sounds better. Like in my memory of it. It sounded better. I wonder if at some point it kind of changes or gets remixed or something. Because it, maybe it's only twenty four. My memory episodes. of it is different. It's only twenty four eps, so it probably doesn't change. But I mean, um, Katie said that the one of the episode endings has a different song, so I don't know. Maybe they change it up occasionally. Mm. But yeah, I think the ED is fantastic. I just thought the OP was kind of boring. It's not very I dynamic. Listen to the ED. I feel bad now. Oh, you gotta listen to that erectile dysfunction, bad. baby. It makes me think of a like the OP reminds me of like the Portlandia OP. <laughs> oh, I think the you know Portlandia that anime OP. Portlandia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, I think the Portlandia OP 
rules. And it's funny because like it's just an instrumental for that show. And then when they like sing on the real song, I'm like, yeah, shut up. I don't really care. <laughs> I just want to hear those synths. I feel the same way. Also, I, I mistakenly thought Miles was a new Jabez fan. And I was like, hey, do you want to talk about new Jabez for the pod? And Miles responds with, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is either. I was like, okay, that's not his job then. Yeah. New Jabez is the, the musical mind behind the show. His real name was um, June Seba, and if you flip those letters, or Seba June, if you flip it backwards, it's New Jabez. Okay. Died in a car accident. That sucks ass. Wow. Dying in lots of ways sucks, but you know. So we don't really have to go through this uh, beat by beat. Uh, I noticed that the episodes have like three names. I don't know. This one was, it's called like, it's got some alliterative title, but then it also says Sturm und Drang in German in parentheses. Mm. Um, I thought this first episode was was really good. I thought a lot, a lot happened, a lot of action. The music definitely leaves a mark. The aesthetic is special because it's like a mixtape mixed with like the, like a modern thing mixed with like the old samurai stuff, and it's really cool. It, it is makes really, it really cool. cool, and like. I don't know, like like it's very like mixtapey. Like you see, like you see a record in the beginning, and like the font that they use for like to be continued and stuff like that. It's like someone's writing on a CD with a marker or something. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that hip hop graffiti font. Yeah, that's what I think of. This um, was such a yeah. This was such a look in the early two thousands. And um, for the first episode, they really stylize it because they make it. They make like their transitions are like remixes. It's like. Scratching sounds, it's yeah. Like scratching sounds, and then it like flashes back and forth between the the scenes that are being transitioned. Um, so I thought that was all very cool. It's a cool ju- juxtaposition between like the modern and the old stuff. What'd you guys think of the the cutting back and forth among the storylines? Did you guys think it was necessary? I got tired. Of it. I liked it. I think it added some drama. I just felt like my brain kept being like, "Wait, wait, wait! So where are we?" You thought and they I were just, scratching your brain. Yeah, my brain was going and I was like, "Why?" Um, I thought I think both both the male protagonists have really cool voices. Yeah. Uh, I think Jin's voice edges out Mugen's just a little bit for me. Uh, but they both seem like really cool dudes. Do you think you're more of a Mugen or a Jin? More of a Jin. I'm not a wild man. I think I think I want to be a Jin, but I really? think that I'm too s- sloppy, so I'm really a Mugen. I thought everybody would want to be a Mugen. Mugen's the cool one. They're I think cool. you want to be a Jin if you like think of yourself as like, like if you think you're like an efficient, productive person who like clean, who like makes your bed every day, and mm. like meal preps on Sundays. Like Jin does all that stuff, but I I don't. Oh, that's interesting. I just think I'm more of a nerd, more of a stickler, and he seems a little bit more yeah, in that personality way. Um, okay, I see him as like a perfectionist. Interesting. I have some of those tendencies, but I definitely don't make my bed or meal prep ever. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to do so. <laughs> I like it when they work together. Yeah. Rather yes. when, when, than when they're fighting. Well, I mean, it's cute that they fight, but then when they like work together on something... They like they like join their heads together and they give each other a look and then they do a thing. 
I'm like, yeah, go, go guys. You guys have both seen the whole show, right? I don't remember it. Yeah, but I don't remember how it ends at all. I don't remember why. I kind of want to rewatch it. I just, I haven't seen it. Okay, you haven't seen it. But I feel like I'm like, okay, the end, the last episode definitely is going to have them like fight, right? Like this, this is begging (laughs) to have like a bookend where they, who knows how it goes, but they must fight. There's an episode where they fight a blind guy, right? That happens in this, right? I feel like it does. It it, It it must be. Because Zatoichi, the blind swordsman, is like a legendary old school Japanese figure. I feel like they do. And especially like sword fighting movies of the 20th century. You got to have a Zatoichi character. You, you know how I don't really like action? Like it bores me. Yep. In this, sh- not for this show. This show, I think like because it's like so stylized and it's it, it's very interesting. I So I pay attention to all the action. It's like a way of, uh, it's a way of like characterizing them too. Like it's like a visual mm-hmm. way of seeing like how are these people different? Like one yeah. fights this way, the other fights this way. It's important. The fighting is important. Like each mm-hmm. each strike of the sword. No, I wouldn't important. go that far. <laughs> Some of it's just cool fight and it, choreography. And it just looks very cool. Yeah. It's I, uh, timed with the music. I was pretty surprised to see Mugen just slash that one guy's arm off in the beginning. Because I was like, is this another show where he doesn't want to kill people? You know, I was like, is this another like oh, man. pacifist guy? And then he just cuts his fucking arm off. And I was like, well, he's at least willing to go that far. So the, that's not what I was expecting. This show wasn't that gory, though, because they cut away from a lot of like things. Yeah, I I feel like it is emulating samurai chambara movies like pretty closely in that way. Where like you see the slash, you might see a little bit of blood, but it's not the gushing shit that you'll see in other anime. No one turns into like a red fountain. Um, I uh, I do think it's funny too because it's obviously a choice, but it's funny that some of the 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 bad guys will just like run up to the heroes with like their sword like way up in the air, like they don't even start swinging it, like they just run up to get killed immediately. Mm. And you're just like, okay, you're just you're just fodder for the the hero to look cool and kill a bunch of people in one go. It did make me think, like, how confident could you really be going into any sword fight if you're walking around in like you know feudal or early modern japan like i don't know i would just never feel con like i would never feel confident enough to be like okay i'm definitely better than this guy and Mm. i'm definitely gonna win this fight and live they did all those fighting in their little sandals the gata yeah their little sandals how did they do that i don't know don't you look at like women in high heels now dancing and stuff and you're like how do you do it well, I mean, I'd be impressed if a woman was in heel sword fighting, too. I'm sure you can find that <laughs> online. Maybe for free. Maybe. Mm. Definitely for pay. Uh, yeah, I think some of the choreography is good. Sometimes I'm a little like, this is a shaky cam thing, you know, because they do like move it. They do move the camera around a lot. Um, but it mostly it feels cool and it sounds cool. I yeah. uh I like I like that in this episode I was worried just like looking at Fu's personality the girl. Mm-hmm. I thought she was just going to be like a fuck up, but I'm glad that she does help them escape because mm-hmm. she like promises to help them and then breaks her lockpick and then runs away, which was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um but then at the end when she throws the fire the fireworks, the bombs, the bombs that are not her boobs. Yeah. That they it does help them escape. So I was glad that she was useful. Mhm. Um, yeah, silly. these are three just real likable people. 
Why does she have a flying squirrel named Momo? Because it's cool. It's a weird one. <laughs> I don't think they need it. They needed this in the show. They didn't need it. I like it. I like when Momo attacked that one pervert and then it just like zoomed in on Momo and it just made a noise. It just made a squirrel noise. Okay. So Momo's in the show. It was like an absurdly cute looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are cute. Flying squirrels are cute. We have them in New Jersey, by the way. Uh, I think That's- when we were maybe. I went camping once and a flying squirrel kept swooping down and eating the food off of the picnic table we were at. So I didn't Holy like that shit. squirrel. But that's wow. so cool. It is pretty cool. You're right. Oh man, I got to find videos like that. Flying squirrel <laughs> terrorizes dorks. Um, yeah, what do I got here? Uh, I kind of miss this old school subtitle thing for credits. They show both English and Japanese song lyrics at the same time. I feel like a lot of the shows we watch now just have no fucking subtitles at all. I want to know what they're talking about. And you want to sing along. Oh, yeah. We should outline what this show is about. What's it about? It's hard to say. It's just about two very good swordsmen. But they're an odd couple. They're, they, they're very different. They're definitely a Felix and Oscar? Yeah. No. Or Laverne and Shirley. Ebony and Ivory? Yeah. Well, who's the odd couple, though? <laughs> It's Felix Unger and... It's Felix Felix and Oscar. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Two old guy names. <laughs> um, it's just two guys. One who's a ronin, meaning a samurai with no master. And uh, Mugen, so that's Jin. And Mugen is just like... I don't think he's ever had a master. He seems like he's he's just an outsider who just happens to be really good with the sword. Yeah. But he's a little bit of a... He's of chaotic. A, he's Yeah, he's a chaotic guy. A little bit of a rogue element. They're both really good... And they fight. He's like foreign or something too. He's from he's from the islands. He's from, he's from uh, southern islandy Japan. Oh, uh, okay. So like that's he, why he oh, has um be, he has cornrows and beads in his hair. No, he just has a tan. Miles. He doesn't have cornrows. No, he doesn't at all. Oh, I'm oh, making Miles fun of like uh, the people who go on cruises and come back with that hair. Okay, oh. you needed a little bit of B and C before you got to joke D there, Miles. Sorry. He looks so cool. Such a cool looking guy. He is cool. I really like him. Yeah. And they are... So basically, they really don't have their own mission, but uh, with Fu kind of helping them out, she has her own goal of she wants to help them find a samurai who smells... Or she wants them to help her find. What did I say? She wanted to help them find. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) She wants their help to find a samurai who smells of sunflowers. I don't know what sunflowers smell like. I don't either. I'm not a bee. Me neither. <laughs> um, I can't even think of... Can you, can you remember smells? You can, right? Yeah, you can. Like, think of, like, cinnamon or vinegar. You, you know what okay, those smell like. Okay, I'm doing like. it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Not really. I only, I only know my attitude to them. Maybe I'm a little stuffed up, but I feel like I just know. I was like, yeah. And then I was like, like no. Think of like warm cookies. You know what that smells like. Warm chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> sort of, but I'm not like smelling it now. I don't know. You know what it smells like, though. You remember it. Oh, C- Cinnamon oh, like, is like a strong it, smell you would if remember. If you put that smell in front of me now, I'd be able to tell you what it was. But I can't like mm. smell it now. Well, it, you... Cause it's not in front of you, but you, you can, you can't remember, you can't like in your memory. Not right now. Really? Maybe other times, but right now, no. What's like something that you like eat a lot of, or you drink a lot of or something that has a smell? Peanut butter. You know what peanut butter smells like? I don't know. I can't smell it right now. Oh my God. I always smell it on you. 
when I think of when I when I smell peanut butter, I think of you. To clarify, when I've eaten it, and folks. when and when I think of you, I smell peanut butter. No, tell me that's not true. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's upsetting. <laughs> My son, some if if he eats peanut butter once, he smells like it the whole day. You can't get it off him. <laughs> yeah, Aww. it's cra- It's like such a potent smell. Aww. I feel now bad Mark for people is, who don't like it. Mark is the same way, I guess. We have that in common. Me and a literal baby are similar. Well, Who would have thought? Butter off of you, man. <laughs> yeah. So samurai that smells like sunflowers. We don't know what she wants with him. I forgot. I feel like he's either her father, or, or someone who murdered her father, or someone who murdered her father. Yeah. I don't think it's like a boyfriend or anything like that. I think it's it's uh, something like that. It's it's funny that like I think in Japan it's not as weird to talk about smells or to talk about the way a person smells. I feel like in the US, if you talk about how someone smells, people think you're a weirdo, mm. you know, I think. Um, but in general, this is the most like for a work of fiction way to describe somebody. Yeah, like she doesn't know what he, she doesn't have any other description, like what he looks like, height, you know, age, like is he old, is he young? <laughs> I wonder yeah. if it's like a MacGuffin kind of thing. And they never get to him. Mm. I I don't know. I feel like because I feel like with Cowboy Bebop, they could have had like Spike's past all just be like a reference, you know, and a mystery. But they ended up like tying that thread up anyway. You know, I, I don't I don't think Watanabe is the type of guy to just be like, yeah, we never intended to solve that. I feel like it'll come out. Uh, <laughs> as I go off on one work that I've seen. Uh, look, I, I'm sure I saw the Animatrix at some point. Watanabe did that as well, one of the Animatrix shorts. So in epi- in the first episode, um, when she's like, oh, if I help you guys escape, then you guys have to help me, right? And then she does help them escape, and they they are like, and she's like, oh, now you guys have to help me. And they're like, nah, we're not going to help you. Like, And they want to like kill each other and stuff. And uh, she's like, okay, well, we'll toss a coin. If it's tails, you come with me and you help me. So she tosses the coin. and No, well, she doesn't toss it. Mugen tosses it, I think. They they toss it right away. And she throws it way too, he throws it way too high, I think. And it lands on her head, I yep. believe. Um, and it is tails, so they have to go with her. But I was like watching the whole time, like, what if she, what if she pulled out a trick coin? Like, what if it was both sides was tails? That's what I was thinking. I think she does rotate it for them, though. She does. I don't see. Her, I don't see her do that. Or maybe I just. Maybe after it came off her head, it was obvious to me. No, I didn't. Nobody really looked at it closely. I think. I kind of assumed it was a trick coin too. Yeah. They do show the other side of it though. I think it's like blank instead of having kanji on it. It's just mm. like a blank piece of metal. They show it, Mark. Are you pretty sure? sure? Yeah, because it, it lands on her head. Yeah, the side that lands on her head is the side that they look at. No, when she holds it up, she's like, if it's heads, and she's showing the kanji. Uh, but then when she flips it, it lands on tails on her head, right? And you see the other side, which is just nothing. I think they start running before anyone can get a good look at it. Yeah. I don't know. I, rem- I mean, unless they like didn't draw the detail because it was far away in the frame, but I remember it hitting her head and being blank. I think there's a reason me and Jackie both remember, though, that it both have this thought because I feel like it might be true. Maybe they and reveal we it. find out later. Maybe they reveal it later. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe. I thought you meant like from what you're talking about this. I was like, you're both saying you don't know. 
No, but I was also paying attention. I was like, this is suspicious. So I know what I saw. Maybe. Okay. Well, I think I can't believe you haven't seen this, Mark. What were you doing in 2004? Uh, I don't know. Watching other anime, drifting apart from our friend that watched anime and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I think I watched the first episode, uh, kind of too late or something. And it just didn't really grab me. Mm. I don't know that this really grabbed me either. I just have, I like the music and I have faith in the director. Although like combined like this with Carol and Tuesday, I worry that after Bebop, Watanabe stuff is just kind of like fine. I don't know. I mean, Miles, you, you seem like you still have to rewatch this to get a vibe on it. Um, that your memory wouldn't really tell you enough, but it seems yeah, like... Yeah, I, I definitely fine. liked rewatching it, and I remember really liking it, but I, but definitely not as much as Cowboy Bebop. Because the thing with Bebop that I did get, like, I don't know if I got it in the first three episodes. Bebop I was definitely excited mm-hmm. to watch because I had seen the ending, <laughs> but it has this mood and this loneliness, you know? that I thought was really cool. And I also liked their sort of like non-utopian vision of, of the future of just these sort of ragtag like criminals in space. And I just don't quite get that with this. Cause it still does feel like any other kind of samurai period piece. It's definitely it, way more lighthearted than Kawa Bebop. Cause if you remember the first episode, it's immediately like, Oh, this is very sad. Yeah. Yeah. As a mob and his, and his girlfriend in the beginning. Yeah. It's uh yeah the first episode of Bebop is like everything that show can do in one go, uh and yeah it's emotionally weighty. Uh, whereas this yeah yeah there's no emotion yet. You think that might be that? Might, that's a good a, point. It's a cool show without the like everything else that you get from Bebop. So so far there might be emotion later. I don't know. Yeah. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, did you guys? I okay episode two features uh, a fun scene where Fu is drinking, I guess, sake or something. And then she goes, what's with this water? And she, <laughs> she gets absolutely plastered yeah. and passes out. And then they're carrying her on a cart. You guys know where I'm going with this? Yeah. There's this weird line where yeah. they're like, imagine being so carefree, just sleeping on a cart. And Mugen says like, I'm going to rape you. He says, I'm going to rape you, you dumb broad. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I'm like, I, I, it's I a lot. I didn't rewind to like see how he said it in Japanese to see if there's some translation where he's like, what if I were a rape? You know what I mean? Like mm. he doesn't do that kind of thing. And obviously he doesn't mean it. He doesn't try anything yeah. or whatever, but it's still just like, what, what the fuck was this? <laughs> like, what did I miss? <laughs> what? It was, it was weird. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are all freaks for liking Mugen more because he's a bad guy. <laughs> he didn't do I, anything he's, he's just an asshole he, he didn't bit. do it yeah he's just a little bit of an asshole i'm watching you no respect for women maybe um i think episode two is fine it's pretty good i like the ogre guy you know there's a scene when um who is it Jin. Jin is taking a hot spring bath and then another guy is also in the bath with him and the guy starts talking about fireflies and he's like fireflies you know the lights are to attract each other and sometimes two males attract each other and i'm like he's saying this to him in the hot springs yep what is he trying to say with that line 
You know he's gay. He's hitting on Jin Mm. and seeing if he's open to any of that. And Jin's like, I gotta go. Yeah. And he just leaves. But then they go together, don't they? Don't they go? Doesn't he go to show him something? Like eventually, I think after they're dressed and stuff. Yeah. Then they go to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Miles. He fights them. Is this is this old guy the same as the old guy when they were eating those like treats on the sticks? Is this the same old guy? I think so. The guy from before who was like, who was like, I'm not really a samurai. Like, uh, well, I'm not cut out for it. He or gets something. like scared by like something yeah. stupid, and he's like, oh, and they all laugh at him. And he does seem like an old, washed up guy. But he turns yeah, out to be turns quite. Out he's the, a badass. He's a badass gay dude. I do love that they're having this serious fight, and then he's like, oh, it looks like the guy who hired me to kill you is dead. So, <laughs> so I'm done. I'm done fighting. You. Yeah, fuck it. Which makes sense. Why would you keep going? I like, like that work ethic. Yeah. You know? Boss is dead. No paycheck. I'm done. <laughs> it's quitting time. He must have a union job, you know? Yeah. You don't want to, because if you, if you get injured off the clock, no one's going to pay you out. That's right. So when it's time to quit, you quit. Mm-hmm. The story with the orc guy, I do like that kind of character. I did find it annoying. With what? The ogre? He looks like an ogre or an orc. Yeah. I think they call they, him an they oni. Call, they call him an ogre. Yeah. Uh, they reuse the same flashback footage too many times, though, mm. where they show like black and white, low quality, like people throwing burning stuff into his area. I don't know where. <laughs> I like, and then Mugen kills him at the end of the episode, and he never like talks to Fu about it. She's never like, no, he was a good guy or whatever. Like, I don't think they talk to Mugen for the rest of the episode, as though like I don't know how that conversation went. If he's just like. Yeah, I saved you. And she's like, he was really nice. And he's just like, I, oh, I don't fucking know. Whoops. Mm. Lottie dropped his sword. That's his problem. Um, But, you know, if you thought there was going to be four people in this group in mm. the middle of the episode, there, there's not. Because he's oh. dead. I guess that's a sad one. It's a little tragic. Yeah, it's a little sad. But they set it up and ended Did you so feel it? quickly. I felt a little sad. Okay, great. I was a little sad for the big man. I wasn't. Damn. You were just like, oh, he's so ugly. No. Oh, sounds like you feel bad. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't come up again because he was being nice to her. So I'm surprised nobody said anything. Yeah, they just move on. Yeah, they they didn't super dwell on it, which is maybe why I didn't feel sad. Yeah. (laughs) I might have felt something if anybody else seemed to care. Yeah, in the in that Bebop episode, you see uh, his girlfriend's very upset for him, and then eventually you just see her floating out in space, all the all the drugs coming out. I meant to look up what those those fences are that uh, that Mugen gets like cut. I don't know if he's fighting the one armed guy or what, but he's like with a bunch of fences that are Japanese. I don't know if it's part of a cemetery or something. Listeners, if you know what the fuck that Japanese fencing stuff was, let me know. Episode three starts with like I think like every episode. Boo like reiterates her whole like you promised me you mm-hmm. cannot fight each other because you promised me about this thing. It's like really like if you were tuning in on the TV era, you know that they promised her something. Then they run away from her. They run away from her in two different directions, which but is kind of smart. All three of them end up in the same town. Yeah, because it's just just follow the slower guy and they're gonna link up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mugen and Jin end up joining rival gangs. Yeah. Yeah. They're both like Yakuza gangs, I think. One's like the Hei Taro Mm -hmm. something. Hei Taro? Is it the Hei Taro? The Jotaro clan. There's a Kawara? Hei something, I think. 
The one, the one boss is Nagatomi. Yeah, he's the bad boss. I think they're both bad bosses, aren't they? No, one is like the good gang. Yeah. All right. I thought the, they were also the bad. The guy new, who's like, oh, I don't want to start a fight. The new gang in town is the bad gang. All right. That's the one I they were just that more, I think Mugen joins. I think Mugen joins the bad gang. I thought they were just more outwardly bad. I think they're the ones doing the sex trafficking too. Oh yeah, that's another thing about the show with Fu is that like every episode, there's like a reference to her being uh, assaulted, I think. Like every episode, they're like, you're going to be sold into sexual slavery. And she's like, oh, geez. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's a really lighthearted uh, reaction to it. Especially in this one where they're like, you're going to have to pay off your debt here. And she's like, Rrr. she just turns into like a cute sad blob. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is a serious thing this here. heavy stuff. I mean, you know, to to be fair, though, it's like in the first episode, Mugen and Jin are tortured and they're both just like, ow, my back hurts. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't want to take anything too seriously. And I'm sure being a woman in the Edo period probably was a lot of this. Yeah. A lot of dudes using you as, you know, collateral or settling a debt or something or, you know, yeah. doing stuff. Uh, th- and this episode is the first of a two-parter. Mm. Did you watch the second part? Nah. No. Didn't have time. Me neither. It ends with um, Mugen and Jin and Fu are all like reunited basically, but at opposite ends, of, you know, two, two different gangs. And uh, one of them, I think Mugen says, uh, no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we try to split up, we always, you know, come back together. It's the red strings of That's fate. what we say about each other, right? Yep. Yep. We've tried to start our own podcast separately so many times, and they always end up on the same feed. Oh, no. Miles, uh, do you, or, did, did you like ahead. Jin cross-dressing? Yes, I thought he looked good. <laughs> he looked good, and then his, he, he looked just, attractive. He just had no makeup afterwards, right? Like, when he, like, unmasked himself, <laughs> he somehow, like, immediately wiped his makeup off? Like, come on. That's that's when he's the prettiest. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're an Instagram reply guy for cross-dressing Jin. You're a, a Drake lyric. <laughs> I think you're the prettiest without makeup, Jin. Jin's like, I don't like wearing makeup anyway. <laughs> I don't normally do this. Um, what? Uh, I thought the little boy little boy looked good as an old man. No, I don't know. Oh yeah, he was wearing know. Jin's glasses. I like Jin's glasses. Oh. they're very modern. Oh yeah, when I was looking up stuff yeah. to like see, check out voice actors and stuff, a description of Jin says that he wears glasses to disguise himself. Hmm. What? Hmm. It, maybe if he had like big ass Elton John glasses on, I'd I'd understand. But those little things, everyone knows who you are. People like look Clark different. Kent. People look different with glasses. Yeah, exactly, Clark Kent. I guess, but they're like literally so tiny that at certain angles they probably don't exist. You got to get some Rivers Cuomo shit on your face. You know, I do notice, though, that at the end of this cliffhanger, when Mugen is going to attack Jin, does he flip his sword around? So the blunt end is what he would be striking with. No way. These guys want to kill each other. But he flips his sword around. Mm. And I think it's I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know much about swords or it was zoomed in. So I don't know much about angles, whatever. But he does flip his sword around. So maybe he flipped it the right way, <laughs> but it looked to me as though he was going to slap him with the the blunt edge of the sword. We'll find out. I do think they want to murder each other, though. 
for me. I don't know. I don't think they do at this I think, point. I think there's some mutual respect forming there, though. There has to be. Otherwise, they could have just done it already. I don't think they can because they're both too good at fighting. Yeah. Yeah, but someone's gonna someone's got to get tired and fuck up. True. You just have to really be a sicko who wants to keep fighting. I feel like if they fight, it's a three part episode. Yeah, it's gonna be a long like thing. Way more break dancing. Yeah. Way more burning buildings. Yeah, I think there's a burning building in every episode. Not really. Uh, uh yeah. I don't know, Miles. I feel like you were looking for a show to watch the other week, or you just randomly asked if you should watch Fist of the North Star. Actually, do you think you'll be yeah. watching uh, Samurai Champloo in the background? I'm almost done with season one of Ranking of Kings, so yeah, probably. Nice. Yeah, we still got to finish that. Yep they they rank all the kings. No, <laughs> it must take a while. The the last couple episodes is just literally just a list. <laughs> just a bunch of ones you're like, I don't think that's real. That's a stupid name. <laughs> Bafo the Magnificent. That would be super fun to just write a list of stupid anime king names. I'd have a field day with that. Okay, let's do it. I do think that of all the animes that we've seen, besides like JoJo's, obviously, but I think that Ranking of Kings would be an amazing fighting game. I think there's just... So many strange styles of fighting and interesting character designs. Yeah. That'd be good. I feel like uh, Dorshi would be weird, though, because a lot of his style would be summoning dogs that attack him. <laughs> Samurai Champloo don't quite know if it's if it's there yet. You know, just a bunch of guys with swords for the most part. It'd all be too similar. It's all sword fighting. Yeah. There are at least two series of samurai-themed fighting games, though, I will say. <laughs> So, who knows? Uh, I hate to do a short one, but I don't really know what else to say, guys. Should I like read some current events from 2004? Should I should I couch this in early 21st century Japanese news? I think we said all we needed to say. No, I don't think so. <sighs> Damn. For some reason, I wrote down this is a hairstyle, and I don't know why. Hmm. Oh, in the first episode in a joke. Fu calls a guy bald, and he's like, I'm not bald, this is a hairstyle. That's good. Which made me laugh. That was a good joke. Um, also, this is one of these anime that has a you're probably wondering how I got here opening. Yeah. Mm. A jump ahead, there's, jump ahead, jump back, a hop There's only like three different ways to start an anime. That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I prefer that over the giant statement about the universe that doesn't really make any sense way of starting anime yeah. where you're like I don't get this yet so why are you wasting my time about it mm. so I think it's, it's better than that yeah okay I like when they do it and the, the they answer it later in that same episode not like at the yeah. end of the season or something <laughs> right which is kind of what the jump ahead thing is where you see yeah. something happening in the middle and you're like what's up with this Jujutsu Kaisen Demon Slayer World's End Harem this show and then at the end of the episode, you're like, ah, oh, I get it. Yeah. And and I do want to say as well, while we're looking back for a sec, that uh, I yeah, I don't know how we missed the lyrics of man, man, human in uh, fucking Devil Man. Although we're going to cover more Devil Man in the coming weeks. So I don't need to talk about that now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Do you have any final thoughts, folks? Anything we missed that you need to double back on? Write in and tell us if you're a Mugen or a Jin. 
Yeah, tell us if you're a Mugen or a Jin in your next emails to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Or a foo. Yeah, wait a minute. Jackie, are you a foo or a No. Oh. I'm, I, but you could be a foo. What? A listener could be a foo. Oh, I thought you meant me. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm saying a listener. What is this gender swapper going to do? Could be. No, well, it's a different personalities. Oh, I'm a foo then. <laughs> I'm for sure a foo. Are you kidding? <laughs> Why? I don't take action and stuff. Okay. I'm not a badass. Okay. I would love to have a flying pet too. <laughs> okay. Marcus Foo. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that rationale, we're all probably Foo. I don't know. She seems a little ditzy. I don't, I'm yeah. sometimes, but. <laughs> we're down tempo podcast people. I'm, sm- I'm a little smarter than that. I wouldn't have fallen for that, like, oh, you broke my pot thing. Like when she said sorry, I was like, you don't need to be sorry. That guy ran into you. <laughs> yeah, that was very dumb. <laughs> that guy ran into you, obviously. I don't know how that fortune teller knew, too, because she said, beware of vases. What? The fortune teller said to her, beware of vases or vases. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, 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 because she, she doesn't have enough money. And she's like, well, I'll give you a hint. She says, beware of vases. And then that's what happens is someone mm. backs it up into her, breaks it, and then captures her in it, in a different one mm. uh, or a basket or something. So in this show, fortune telling is real. Maybe. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at JJBpod on there. There is a fan discord uh, that we sometimes hang out in because we have nothing better to do. The link to that is in the description of this episode. Next week, let's talk about what we're watching next week as we still wait for JoJo to come back. Next week, we will be watching To Your Eternity episodes one through three. It seems to be on a few services, but it was a cursory Google search and it's been wrong before. Seems to be on Crunchyroll, HBO Max, and Netflix. Whoa! But again, that was just like what Google first suggests and sometimes that shit is out of date or it's showing you like Croatian regional Netflix shit. Well, it's got to be out. It's got to be on one of those three, right? So It's on HBO Max, according to JustWatch.com. Thanks, JustWatch, sponsor of this episode. Uh, just watch us watch the next show, which is To Your Eternity. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah. And don't get murdered. That's right. Bye. 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 Bye.